Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. Oh my goodness, it has been a hot minute (laughs) since I've been on the podcast. I swear the last time I came back, I was like, yes, I'm here to stay for good. But um, some of you might not be aware, I actually started a new brand, um, another company called Adaya House. And that just took my attention for the last sort of half of the year in 2020 and so I was literally not able to do anything else um for the most part I did try to still be consistent and put content up for you guys on Instagram um I did a couple of like podcasts with other people including being on the BBC Moneybox podcast and being on BBC lives and all these great opportunities here and there but I am sorry I haven't been on the podcast I know lots of you have been asking for it and dragging me to come back so fingers crossed I am actually here for good this time and yeah how are you how was your 2020 um most importantly I hope that you had a well-deserved break um during Christmas I know that I certainly needed it I was at the verge of burnout um burnout and I as I would say were coexisting for like four to six months and I really just needed to take the time for me and so I really did rest relax unplug tune out all of it just so I could um I could come back to you guys all refreshed and ready to ready to go again and this year my word of the year is discipline and that is what I'm committing to last year it was consistency and I was able to be consistent in most things and I was really thankful and happy and proud of that so I want to ask you guys what is your word for this year what are you doing different are you feeling optimistic for the year I know that we're still in a bit of a rut here in the UK where we are in lockdown so it still sucks that we are still in a pandemic you know the last time that I was on the podcast I did think that you know by the new year things would have started to ease up but alas we are still here (laughs) so I hope you're all doing well I hope you're taking breaks as needed you are resting as needed you are looking after your health your mental health your physical health and just being the best version of you that said if this is your first time joining me on the safe spend invest podcast welcome my name is bookie smart and i am your host i talk about all things to do with money on a general daily basis with my friends family everyone who cares to um to listen to me and yeah this year i really do want to help people transform their financial lives and i'm going to be sharing a, a little bit more about that on my instagram um at safe spend invest so if you're not already following safe spend invest on instagram then definitely check that out a lot of things are coming your way including ebooks resources templates um personal coaching and things like that to just sort of help people really take stock of their financial lives and be in a better position financially i know that 2020 came with a lot of surprises a lot of us were caught unawares with a pandemic hitting very early on in the year but it's 2021 we know better we can do better we can plan better and so regardless of how your 2020 went i hope that you're feeling great and ready to smash your goals in 2021 i certainly am and so i'm excited for today's episode today we're going to be talking about money habits to stop start and continue this year and let me tell you guys that i'm about to drag some people out 
okay? Let me just be the first one to say it because I was writing this and doing my research and taking notes and I was like, quite honestly, I am also dragging myself um, with the, with this really, really long list, but I do hope that it is beneficial for you guys and let me know. Let me know which one feels very personal to you. Let me know which one you feel like I am talking to you about the most. Let me know which ones you're going to be taking. I mean, ideally, you should be taking all of them. Um, but which one specifically are you taking into your year? Either things that you need to stop doing, money habits you need to start doing, or what you're already great at and you should continue doing. So without further ado, let us get into it. Number one, the first thing that is a money habit I want you guys to stop doing, which a lot of you, you know, through the DMs, through talking to you on my stories, on my personal page and um, on Twitter and all of that is dipping into your savings. By far the worst possible habits you can have when you become serious about personal finance is dipping into your savings because you can literally continue to make more money, grow your wealth, grow your income, and you will see none of it manifest if you continue to dip into your savings. So that is the first money habit I want you to decide that you're going to stop this year. This is not the year you go and and pinch £100 here, get £50 here, take some money out for no good reason, okay? It's not enough to want a new coat. You're not going out. It's not enough to want to buy the newest iPhone. Why? Your phone is working just fine. So stop dipping into your savings um, is the first thing I want to say. The second thing is stop feeding off the noise on social media and taking decisions off that. I'm going to say it again. Stop feeding off the noise on social media and taking decisions on that. It was March last year when the pandemic hit and, you know, the stock market was rallying and there was so much commotion going on all over social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, where people were giving investment advice and saying, you should buy the stocks, you should buy the shares, you should buy this crypto. And for the most part, these were people who didn't have a clue what was going on. These were people who had made like a hundred pounds, 200 pounds, and suddenly thought they knew everything. And a lot of people fall prey to that. And so I want to encourage you, especially when it comes to your financial decisions, and especially when it comes to your investing decisions, you really want to not go off the noise that is in social media. So currently we are going through a similar um era that that's that was that's almost like happening again right this was in 2017 when bitcoin started rallying up and a lot of people got excited and put tons of money into it and of course because it was a bubble it did burst a lot of people lost money myself included um and and a lot of people were burnt and then the same thing is happening again. I'm seeing the same thing happening again where people are saying, oh my God, Bitcoin is going up, Bitcoin is going up, Bitcoin is going up. So that's good. And everybody's talking about it. You're getting really excited and you think, you know, is this a good thing? Should I should I also go and put some money in so I can make some? But you guys remember, quick money can also, like if it's quick to get, it's probably also going to be quick to lose. And that is exactly what happened. What happened for me in 2017 was I had actually started to research into bitcoin and blocked blockchain technology and did put some money in and 
I was I wasn't carried away by the hype too much. I think I did start to put a a little bit more when people started talking about it because I was like, okay, I think this is probably becoming widely known. And unfortunately for me, I put a little bit more money than, um, I think I, I could still afford to lose it. My, my number one goal with investing is, can you afford to lose this? If you can, don't sweat it, do it. And I was young, I was, you know, in a stable job. So I thought it's money and my risk tolerance is quite high. So I put in some money basically of the, of the hype, um, even though I had been putting in some money before, but I definitely put in a lot more because of the hype. And when it all came crashing down, I was literally left with basically nothing. Um, thankfully, I didn't actually take it out. I just sort of was like, eh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> now I now I know better. And I let it sit. And I've been able to recover and sort of bounce back from that and recover the money that I lost um, over, over this last couple of weeks since Bitcoin has been doing its thing. But all of that to say that it is important that you do not feed off the noise that goes on in social media and then take decisions off that because majority of the time, most times, you're investing or making decisions on things that you've not fully done your research on, you don't fully understand. And a lot of the people who are even giving you these decisions do not fully understand either. And then you lose money because of that. So I implore you, I encourage you to stop feeding off the noise in social media and taking decisions on that. Okay. <laughs> Number three, stop relying on one source of income. Baby, it is 2021. One income is an income too short. It is too little for you to depend on. And I think 2020 really solidified that for me and for so many of you as well. Very quickly within the pandemic, those first couple of weeks and months, people were losing their jobs. People who worked in banks, in pharmaceuticals, people who worked in supposedly stable jobs because a lot of companies were laying off people, not even because necessarily they had to, but when uncertainty comes, people panic and they make rash decisions. And so in fear, a lot of companies were actually laying off staff. Um, and it was quite disappointing to see that a lot of people who um, who earned a lot of money suddenly were left asking people to retweet their CVs on Twitter because they didn't have a job and, and they didn't know what to do. And a lot of these people had also unfortunately, you know, sort of thought, oh, you know, worst case scenario, I don't need an emergency fund because my job pays me enough and I'm sure I'd have savings um, to be able to live off on. But in an uncertain world, in a future that you just cannot guarantee anything, the risk is too high to rely on one income, regardless of if you're making six figures, regardless of how stable your job is, regardless of even if you own a business, right? You might say, oh, I'm not an employee, I'm an employer. So I can still probably pay myself something. You don't know that. Okay, so you need to stop relying on one source of income. 2020 has taught us that it is a non-negotiable. And so this year, especially, I am very intentional about diversifying multiple sources of income. Before, um, I I used to say it was okay to maybe have a, a primary source of income, which was your main job. And and also, you know, get some things, at least have a couple of passive income sources, right? But now I'm telling people to be more intentional about those passive incomes. Don't just 
say, oh, I can sell a few things off eBay. You wouldn't be able to live off, you know, 100 or 200 pounds that you can get from selling a few things off eBay. You need to build your reserves. You need to build your cash buffers. And um, and you can only do that if you have multiple sources of income. So get to thinking what are the ways you can actually diversify your income um, a lot more tangibly in this year. What are the skills that you want to build up? Maybe you've been thinking about coding and you're like, oh, you know, I'm not sure now is the time. Now is the time to learn and, and become proficient so that you can actually sell your skills on freelance websites, you know, become a website designer or website builder or just anything that can really put some a good chunk of money into your pocket aside from your source of income, aside from your primary source of income. If it's, you know, if it ends up that you don't actually need it, then that's perfect because that's more cash for you to save, more cash for you to invest, more cash that would go into your emergency fund. But what you don't want to be is being stuck, having to be stuck and tied down to just one source of income. And um, like I said, we're still in the pandemic and we don't know how much longer we we have here. But every single day, companies are taking decisions off the back of the fact that we are still in a pandemic and it is hurting the economy. It is hurting your business. So you cannot be naive to think that you may not be affected you don't know that and you don't want to risk being affected and then finding out like oh I should have actually put some things in place so now I'm telling you do it before it's too late okay that's number three number four stop spending money on FOMO items oh my gosh (laughs) if I could look back at 2020 although I didn't do it but I saw so many people do it especially on Instagram especially from influencers who were just coming on there to share so many products and of course because people weren't going out and a lot of people had the extra cash they just thought why not so an item would come up and um an influencer would post it and so many people begin to post that same item and you would be in the comfort of your own home, you know, being like, I probably don't need this. It's nice. It looks good. I probably don't need this. And then you see it once and twice and three times. By the time you get into the 10th person who's showing you that item, it's very likely that your FOMO will start to come out and you're going to go, oh my goodness, I actually want this. And that is not you speaking, okay? That is that is some other part of your brain telling you that you want something, not because you want it, but because you're scared that you're missing out, you know? And so stop spending money on formal items. For me, that was a huge barrier that I had to put in place because I, like I said, I didn't do too bad. I wasn't getting carried away because I'm quite good when it comes to spending, especially because a lot of my spending goals are also reliant on my saving and investment goals. So I usually have a trade-off where I'm like, okay, if you spend this amount of money buying this thing that you don't need in the name of FOMO, you're going to miss a savings target, whether that's saving for a big birthday that I want to have, saving to buy a house, saving to go on holiday, you know, whatever that may be. So review items when, um, when they, when they go viral or they start spreading a, a lot and just say to yourself, that you're not going to participate in that if that is not what you want to do and so the barrier that I put for myself was just unfollowing a lot of people genuinely um either putting people on like mute on my Instagram or unfollowing them not watching their stories and not looking at their feeds 
and even for a while just going off social media so that I wasn't enveloped in people's um like purchases all the time in my face and again because everybody was home and everybody had the extra cash there were so many people just posting so many things to buy and I just refused to take part in it so this year that's what I want to encourage you guys to do as well also stop spending more money than you earn on your credit card I don't know who this one is for but ciao you gotta stop okay (laughs) you gotta stop if you earn 1500 pounds and that is the money that your employer gives to you every month and say you don't even have another side hustle that's bringing in more money so that's how much you earn and you are spending 1800 pounds on your credit card what are you doing what are you doing because what is going to happen is, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, say you even live at home rent free, so you don't even have, you know, massive bills and stuff like that to pay. The truth of the matter, though, is that you're still living paycheck to paycheck. And you might think, oh, it's fine, because at the end of the month, you will get your, um, you get another salary and you can, you know, clear off some of the balance and, the way credit cards work, especially, is almost like a low-hanging fruit. So they're taking you, <laughs> they're almost treating you like a horse. Like, we're just going to ask you for this little amount of money, even though your credit balance is 1800 We might ask you for £800 just to know that you can still pay it. Um, and you'll be like, oh, sweet, you know, I'll pay you for my next paycheck. That's fine. That is not fine, <laughs> okay? That that habit needs to stop. It needs to die because you're, you're almost subconsciously treating yourself as if you own the money in your credit card. And even more arrogance is actually the belief that you'd be able to pay that back someday. People actually start to rack up debt, not because they were buying lots of expensive things or even supposedly things that they couldn't afford, but because they were taking for granted the fact that they probably were not um, earning enough to be spending the amount that they were spending. And so if you're one of those people who, yeah, earns a f- 1500 in a month and you're spending 1800 on your credit card, you need to start. Okay, next thing is stop putting off money goals because of your lack of discipline. Who am I talking to? (laughs) Who am I talking to? Because when I wrote this, to be honest, I'm talking to myself. There's certain money goals that we have in our minds that we're afraid to really put down and we're afraid to really pursue because it means that we're going to have to make a couple of life adjustments. It means that we're going to have to say no. It means that we're going to have to um, change a couple of things in our budgets. And we're just like, I'm good. But hun, no, you're not <laughs> because these money goals don't come and manifest themselves. Okay. You need to be disciplined. You need to say to yourself, if I'm going to buy a property in the next 12 months and I need to be putting aside 700 pounds each month for a deposit and your current spending habits are leaving you with only say 500 pounds to put aside each month you need to change some things you need to cut back or cut down in some things and you need to get real and say okay I'm going to be disciplined enough to actually save this amount of money that I need for my deposits and my other thing and 
my last thing to stop is to stop going above your budget. This is similar to the points on credit cards. Um, but this one can even be more dangerous because a lot of the time when people go above their budget, it is usually because they're using credit cards and not and spending more than they actually earn. So you want to stop doing that. And actually, this is the last thing. Okay, stop trading stocks and calling it investing. They are not the same. Trading stocks is not investing. Investing is for holding long term. You buying something today and then selling it in two days time or in a week's time is not an investment. It is trading. There is no problem doing that if you know what you're doing. I personally don't encourage it for people and especially not for beginners because you will probably lose more money than you would gain um, long term. And that is what a lot of traders don't tell you is that it takes you will probably have, a you know, your first couple of years will be bad and then it would start to get decent and then great. Um but a lot of people aren't even patient enough to want to wait to, to see it be great. And so if you are starting with investing and you're maybe looking at the trends or seeing what people are saying on Twitter and you get a little bit carried away, you buy a stock and then someone on Twitter again comes and says, oh, you should sell it because X, Y, Z is going to happen and you sell it. That is not investing. You have not invested. You have traded that stock. Okay, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. If that is your strategy, know it well and do it well. But also know that that is not investing. And if that is your only um, investment plan, then I would urge you to reconsider and actually like invest in stocks for the long term and maybe trade a couple for the short term. Okay, so those are all the things to stop. <laughs> I feel like that would that in itself I can I can probably just retire here I can just stop here but I'm gonna leave you with some you know feel good things as well so if I dragged you apologies apologies um here are nine things that you can actually start to do and I reckon that a lot of you probably might do some of these things which is great and well done to you if you do um but if you don't then here are things that you can start to do this year Number one, if you're not already, ladies and gentlemen, in the year 2021 of our Lord, <laughs> if you're not already, please start investing. There is no better time. There is no better time, okay? You have no excuse. You have no excuse in terms of the time commitments um, on doing research. You have no time, you have no excuse in terms of why. Um, you can't invest because, you know, you have resources to do it. You have the people um, that can help you. Myself, I post a lot of things on Instagram. I post a lot of things here on the podcast about um, investing. You have no excuse in terms of the money because you can start investing from as little as two pounds. OK, so there is no better time than the present. So you want to start investing this year if you haven't already and exciting news is that i am coming out with a beginners um beginners investing book and it's going to be an ebook and you're going to be able to purchase that in a couple of weeks so stay tuned 
it might already have been released by the time this podcast goes out but you'll only know that if you are on my instagram at save spend invest so that book is going to be quite comprehensive straight to the point if you got my first book it was about probably 50 or so pages this one is slightly longer but it's not going to be a physical book at least I don't think so <laughs> um it's going to be an ebook and it's going to be comprehensive when I tell you comprehensive no bs straight to the point it's going to tell you exactly what you need to do to get started with investing it's going to show you um the invest in terms that you need to know the um the the companies that are available for you to start investing and how much each of them need for you to start investing how to pick shares the different types of investment classes that you can invest in and so on and so forth and so i'm really excited for this one it's I've been working on it for a little while now and I know that a lot of you guys still hit me up in the DM sort of asking where is it where is it it is coming I'm just trying to make sure it is of value to you and a ton of value will be provided in there because a lot of the books I've read on investments they're complicated they're very hard to read this one is definitely simpler in the language that I use what I like um doing and, and a lot of you guys have said that you enjoy this as well with safe spend invest especially is the fact that I try and break things down to the point that everybody has an idea of what I'm talking about so there will be a couple of maybe big words if you would even call them that but I will explain everything just so it is easy for you to understand and my number one goal is that after reading the book you should literally get started with investing like that very same day that is the plan like you should be putting down that book closing it and opening your investment accounts okay okay so that's the first thing that you want to start doing in 2021 if you're not already doing so the second thing you want to start doing is comparing your budget to your actuals at the end of the month so this is something that I always thought a lot of people did but I didn't realize how um how much people actually didn't do it so generally you know with personal finance we tell you all make sure you budget make sure you do this make sure you do that but probably most importantly is actually reviewing and assessing things as you go along there's no point in doing the same thing if it's not working for you and you're not stopping to check why it's not working for you so this is something that you should start doing if you're not already doing is if you create budgets every month at the end of each month, you know, I have a standing reminder on my phone. It reminds me every 28th or 29th to take an hour on the last Sunday and um, or on the last day, whenever that is, to just look at my month and compare it to my budget and see how I've done. Have I spent more in groceries than I budgeted for? Have I spent more in transports? Do I have a little bit left over? Most of the time for me, that's a yes. Um and then I would just tr sort of transfer the whatever, even if it's like £20 left over, I'll transfer that to my investment account. Um, and it's just good discipline and sometimes it's good fun because <laughs> you realise um, when you got a little bit emotional and you spent money that you probably shouldn't have, but it's okay, you know, it's a pandemic, all of that good stuff. Um, but again, my spending goals are largely linked to my saving and investment goals. So I have to know that I cannot be going outside of my budget because 
there's just no room for that <laughs> there's just no room for that otherwise um it will have an it will have a knock-on effect for the rest of my finances the third thing you want to start is start creating goals and systems to tr- and systems to track them so it is not enough to just sort of say you want to double your income you want to increase your savings without having the systems to track them so I did a little thread on Twitter and then put it also on Instagram where I basically said if your goal is 5k and you want to turn that into 10k so your savings rate normally is 5,000 pounds and this year you go okay I want to double that it is not enough to just have that as a goal you need to be able to say how you're going to get to that goal so you're either going to have to drastically reduce your expenses drastically increase your income or a mixture of both. And so it's important for you that you don't just have goals which are great and get you excited and motivated and all those good stuff, but more importantly, have the systems to track them. How are you actually going to get to those goals? Make sure that you're doing that this year. Number four, diversify your income. Like we already said, you know, 2020 taught us one thing and one thing alone, which is that one income is too little to rely on you definitely need to start thinking about tangible ways of diversifying your income and like I said in the past I've always encouraged people to have you know side hustles they could easily monetize but now I'm like you need to be more intentional with that you can't say like oh if push came to shove I could get 500 pounds by selling xyz you need to actually start thinking about how to plump up your actual income if you're earning I don't know let's say 40k a year how can you actually get an extra five grand how can you get an extra 10 grand what other things that you need to be doing um to get that figure in your bank so have a think about that and look for ways to diversify your income Number five, this one I love, be more intentional about where you spend your money, okay? I always say this to people who I coach whenever they would be so like shy to show me their bank accounts. And I'm like, what What are you so scared of me finding out about you? Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? The things that you actually find out about people before they've even had a chance to explain themselves, your situation to you. But when you have a look at their bank accounts and their bank statements, you can easily tell the kind kind of people that they are and what they value the most in life people who spend you know a good percentage of money on food (laughs) nothing wrong with that I do that too you know um but then they would complain that they never have enough money to save or invest and I'm like honey if you actually just took just 50 pounds off this every single month there is your extra I don't know two grand a year um that you want to that you want to save or invest so you definitely want to start being more intentional about where you spend your money and understand what is important to you the things that you love to spend money on I think I've spoken about this before um in terms of like money personalities and um identifying your one or your or your money language as well are you someone who spends more money on convenience are you someone who spends more money on luxury are you someone who spends more money on food travel like identify what that is and create um space in in your budget to satisfy those needs so that you are more intentional so that you're not getting to the end of the year and be like i actually love to travel but i don't have any money for it well where are you spending your other um amounts of uh, amounts of cash and uh, other things that you want to be spending it in so 
that's something to think about. Number six, you also want to start visualizing the end goal. Imagine December 31st, 2021. What have you done well this year? What, where are you at in your goals, in your finances? Where are you at? And more importantly, how did you get there? Okay, by the time you look back at this year, what do you want to say you did well? What do you want to be able to have ticked off your list? And 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 visualize it. Genuinely sit down. If you if you're a visual person, if you're a mood board person, vision board person, visualize it. And I would take that a step further and also say put rewards in place to actually keep you motivated because it's all well and good to set goals and visualize things and have vision boards, you know, January, February, everybody's still on the high. By the time we get down to maybe, if you're even lucky, April, you're still a little bit on the high. By the time we get down to May, June, everyone, for the most part, has sort of just forgotten about the prize and are just sort of going. Um, and so it's important that you put rewards in place to keep you motivated. So give yourself a target and say, at the end of each month, if I'm able to save X amounts, if I'm able to invest X amount, I'm going to take myself out. Um, I mean, we're in a pandemic, so technically you can't <laughs> yet. Um, or we're in a lockdown anyway. But you can it, it can be like, oh, I'm going to treat myself and buy something that I've been eyeing for a while. I'm going to treat myself and order pizza like put rewards in place to continue to keep you motivated to achieving your end goal number seven you want to start understanding your triggers and avoiding them this is something that a lot of people take for granted they just think like oh i'm not really easily influenced yeah but half your closet isn't even yours baby <laughs> you know like if we're going to get real you probably wouldn't have bought a lot of the things that you've bought so far um but you go on instagram all the time and you see influencers say buy this and buy that and um and then you do so understand what your triggers are if you're the kind of person who gets trigger happy when um your favorite influencer posts something and then you get carried away and you buy it and god forbid you forget to return it then that's what 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds out your bank that you didn't need to spend. So understand what your triggers are and how to avoid them. What barriers or boundaries do you need to put in place for your sanity? Number eight, start sharing subscriptions where possible. Listen, there is no shame, okay? When it comes to cutting down subscriptions, I will be the first one to tell you that I don't do it. Like, I will not pay for something unless I completely had to. Who can give me their, you know, their Prime, their Spotify, their Netflix, their ASOS, like whatever it is that I need. I try to avoid direct debits and um, subscriptions. I mean, I have a couple of them, but as far as you can... Start sharing subscriptions where possible, especially if you live in a household that can't afford it. You know, take that bill to your daddy. Tell him you're you're still his baby. <laughs> you know, you're you're a child, um, and he might push back and tell you, you know, you're an adult. You're making money, all of that good stuff. Fine, go and find your other friend and say, hey, how about if I take Amazon Prime? And I, I will pay for that, but you will be in charge of Spotify and we can share our Spotify or you'll be in charge of Netflix and, you know, try and take the cheaper one and give the, the more expensive one. 
Um, but yeah, definitely start seeing if you can share subscriptions as far as you can. Lastly, you want to start a fun fund, okay? A lot of people get demotivated over time because they feel like saving or personal finance is just a lot of work and it just feels like you keep saving, 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 investing all this time, all this money and you're waiting to see it all materialize in three years, five years, ten years from now. And so it's important that you keep that motivation going by having a reward system. I cannot stress how important that is in, enough for your mental well-being as well. Um, so start, if you don't already have one, having and building a fun fund. So my fun fund would be, for example, um, if I wanted to have a big birthday party and I wanted to save separately for that that is a fund that I have built up to be able to then afford a big birthday party or a fun fund is just it can be literally as little as like 20 pounds each month into a fund and at the end of that month I will treat myself to whatever 20 pounds can buy or 30 pounds and over time it would accumulate sometimes I would spend a little amount of it again if I wanted to treat myself to like a book on Amazon that's 10 pounds and then roll over the the amount to the next month and then the next month maybe buy something bigger for myself but that generally is just such a good boost of motivation and I love it Okay, we're coming to the end now. These are the final 10 things that you should continue. So we've done money habits to stop, money habits to start, and now we're going to do money habits to continue. So here are 10 things that you want to continue. Number one, and I know this because you guys have told me that you guys are getting quite good with it now, and I'm proud because that was actually the first episode that I did on the podcast was automate your savings and investments i think the first episode is like stop budgeting start automating like if you hate budget spreadsheets all of that stuff um you don't want to you know be saying oh is it 15 percent or 20 percent i'm i'm saving this money just get that out of the way and automate it so continue to do that a lot of you do that and that is great tap yourself on the back um for that continue to set up budgets i know i know i say it all the time i have a love hate relationship with budgets sometimes they work for me other times i'm just like we are in a pandemic okay my budget is not allowing me <laughs> to to move freely so i'm gonna just i'm gonna put you on the side for now we'll return to you later but continue to set up budgets and stick to them when possible um number three continue to save more than 20 percent of your income listen if you are living at home in a pandemic you have no bills no expenses and you're not going out, there is no reason why you're not saving at least up to 30, dare I say, 40% of your income, okay? If you are actually, you know, paying rent and bills and you have other expenses, of course, that's completely different, but I would still urge you, the money that you're saving from not going out, not using public transport, you know, not spending on all these other things that we used to spend money on, try and save more than 20% of your income in these months just so that you can have that, okay? When else are you going to be able to have this extra amount of cash just floating around in your wallet? Um, and that especially goes for people who have been fortunate enough to increase their income during this time. Definitely up your savings rate if you've been able to do that as well. 
Number four, continue to learn. Continue and continue and continue to learn. Learn about how the stock market works. Learn about how cryptocurrency works. So if you're curious about the noise and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and you don't really understand what it's about, what is blockchain, what is Ethereum, all these things, yo, the the school of Google is free, okay? There is no tuition that you pay to the school of YouTube. All you need to do is just dedicate a couple of hours each day, each week, and learn and buy books. Um, or if you don't even want to spend money, YouTube is free. Google is free. Investopedia is free. Learn about these things so that you are more educated and you can take your own decisions for yourself. Number five, continue to say no to people and things who just want your money. Oh my God. <laughs> practice the art and continue to practice the art of saying no in different ways not right now i'm not interested can i get back to you later um that doesn't really work for me i'm not sure this will suit me like continue to say no to people and things who just want your money because a lot of people and a lot of things are out there waiting for people to pour money into okay don't let that be you um, number six, continue working hard to make more money. If you are in your 20s, and even if you're not, this is the time to work hard. This is the time to hustle. This is the time to put your head down and make as much money from everything as, as much as you can. Of course, taking into account the fact that burnout is real and planning rest days and planning not to work every single hour of the day, you know, work smarter, not harder. Um, and you know try and be more efficient and all of that good stuff where possible but definitely continue to work hard and look for ways to make more money number seven continue to shop with the list so that you don't get carried away okay i know i know when a pandemic what you know everybody is shopping in a completely different way now um but even when you're shopping online it's still important to do so with the list so that you don't get carried away this is especially true for grocery shopping because we just tend to add a lot of things to the basket that we don't really need okay how's your how's your waistline doing <laughs> i'm playing i'm playing i'm definitely dragging myself with that one um but you know make sure you're shopping with the list so that you don't get carried away um continue to unsubscribe from email newsletters that always want you to pay for something listen every december i would just type the phrase unsubscribe and how However many emails pop up that I haven't read, looked at, opened, or don't even remember signing up for, I am just clicking unsubscribe, 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 because these ones, and a lot of people actually get caught up in email newsletters as well, people who are prone, who may say like, oh, I'm not prone to um, influencers influencing me on Instagram, and, you know, may not even follow in influencers that is great for you but a lot of these people are then prone to clicking on things from email newsletters so let me ask you what email newsletters do you need to unsubscribe from go and do that and do that now number nine continue to put money in an emergency fund all of you lot who have um, told me that you know emergency funds have literally saved you in 2020 I salute you you guys are the OGs thank you thank you thank you and 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 big shout out to you as well for taking that step to secure your future and to make sure that you know whatever happens you are taken care of okay so continue to put money in an emergency fund no little 
amount no money no amount is too little whether that's an extra 10 pounds in your budget whether that's an extra 100 pounds that you can afford but definitely continue to put money into an emergency fund fourth and you know the aim is to have it um up to about three to six months of your income if you can um and this is also going to be something that i will put in the ebook so you guys can also get like a framework of how to determine how much you should actually have in an emergency fund but if you follow me on Instagram on Save Spend Invest, you will see that that's something that I talk about a lot of how to build your emergency fund and all that good stuff. And lastly, this is a bit of a cheeky one, um, but, you know, continue to keep the momentum going by being in the community of Save Spend Invest and just other personal finance um blogs influencers content creators and people who are just really helping you to get your money up you know we barely ask for anything these days we don't we don't really tell you to buy this or buy that from us um that might change this year though <laughs> um but yeah it's important that you continue to just follow these people um and if you're a bit stuck on like okay who else do i need to follow look look at the people that we follow because a lot of the time we would be following each other and yeah plug into the community stay plugged in stay connected and make the most of all the resources and all the things that we share to keep you guys leveling up your finances all the time yeah so that's the end we've really come to the end of um making making the habits that you need stay and the habits that you don't need to go and just to say that i know that bad habits wouldn't change overnight so the best thing for you to do is to replace them with good cues put put a reward system in place and um just continue to monitor that if possible get an accountability partner as well to help you and support you um i learned that from atomic habits the book but yeah that is the end of this week's episode i hope you guys have enjoyed it i have missed talking to you and recording a podcast um i'm definitely feeling a lot better and feeling a lot more optimistic and wanting to do this a lot more so i hopefully would be seeing you in the many podcast episodes ahead please share this on your story tag me let me know that you're happy to have me back let me know what you're stopping what you're starting what you're continuing to do share this with a friend tell them to get their money up in 2021 you don't have any excuse, okay? And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts and you haven't already subscribed, you haven't already rated and reviewed this podcast, please give that to me as a Christmas present, a late Christmas present, but a Christmas present that I would appreciate nonetheless, okay? Just to let me know that I'm doing a great job if I am. Um, anything else that you like from this podcast, I would definitely appreciate that, of course. And yeah, I will see you guys on the next episode. If you're not ready, again, follow me on Save Spend Invest on Instagram. Check out Bookie Smart as well on Instagram and Twitter. And I will see you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.